Hey, listen, my children fans, this is Stu from the Inroads Podcast. Before we get to our conversation, I wanted to share some news with you. We've started our fall donor drive, and now is your chance to get a gift for your reoccurring donation to Appian Media. Everyone who gives a monthly gift of $10 or more will be shipped this great gift. You can go to appianmedia.org donation to learn more and to make your monthly reoccurring donation. I'll share what that gift is a little later in the podcast. Now, let's get to the show. Hi there, my name is Justin Doms, and this is Listen My Children. I'm a husband, I'm a dad, and I'm learning to do what a lot of you are doing, one of the most difficult but most important things I'll ever do, bring up my children to follow the Father. Over the next six episodes, we're going to keep walking through the first five chapters of Proverbs, you, me, and our kids. The Listen My Children podcast is made possible by a donation from the Oliver family. We're thankful for their generous support of Appian Media's content. If you or your organization is interested in helping to fund content like this, please contact us through our website at appianmedia.org. Now, today we're going to be joined by my daughter, Lyndon. Lyndon's eight. She's my second oldest, and she likes a lot of one-on-one time with mom or dad. We're going to listen in on a conversation that Lyndon and I had in Proverbs 1, verses 20 through 33. So if you have a Bible, you can open that up with us as we talk about wisdom pictured as a woman. So we've been talking about Proverbs, right? And the book of Proverbs, do you know what the book of Proverbs is about? It's about Solomon talking to his sons to be careful about what woman he chooses to be his wife. That is a lot about what Proverbs is about. And he's telling about like women who are kind of pulling him after evil and women who are leading him to good. Um, and you know how like in Proverbs 31, that's a really... I haven't gotten to 31 yet. You haven't gotten to that far yet? No. But there's a verse you know from Proverbs 31 where it's like, um, what is that verse? Proverbs 31. Beauty, charm is deceitful and beauty is vain. But a woman who fears the Lord is worthy to be praised. It's right here in verse. Charm. Yep. You know that one. We've taught you that one since you were really little. But... Um, in Proverbs 1, he first begins to talk about a woman. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'd like for you, if you don't mind, can you read for me Proverbs 1, verse 20 through 22? Can you do that for me? Mm-hmm. All right. Wisdom cries aloud in the street. In the markets, she raises her voice. At the head of the noisy streets, she cries out. At the entrance of the city gates, she speaks. How long, O simple ones, will you love being simple? How long will scoffers delight in their scoffing and fools hate knowledge? Mm-hmm. And then she says, if you turn at my reproof, behold, I will pour out my spirit to you. I will make my words known to you. We'll keep reading here in just a minute. But a proverb is when you take two things lay them beside each and other. you lay them beside each other. And you do that so it can help you see a new truth. God wants us to have insight. He wants us to be able to see into the way things really are because things aren't always what they seem. Now, the insight he gives us here 
is he lays down wisdom next to a woman. Now, it doesn't tell us here, but suppose you think through this with me. Why would Solomon want his son to think about wisdom as if she were a woman? Because of the attraction. Attraction. Yeah. Guys kind of like girls. Mm -hmm. And so here, if, if wisdom is like a woman, then maybe Solomon's son will go, hey, I'm going to listen to her. And that's what Solomon's hoping, is that Solomon's son will listen to wisdom. Now, one of the things we see here, though, is where is wisdom? Wisdom, look at verse, mm, verse 21. The head of the noisy street. Okay, so there are streets that come this way, and there are streets that go this way, and where they meet, a lot of traffic comes in. Now, back in these days, it wasn't like cars and buses, and it was like people walking through. And as they're coming through, she's right there where people can find her. And she's saying, hey, hey, and she's trying to get everybody's attention. Hey, you, yes, you, I'm talking to you. Is she hard to find? She's not really hard to find. She wants to be found. And she's crying out. But there are some people, look at verse 22, who say, I don't want to listen to that. And there are three words that are used to describe them. There are the simple there are the scoffers, and then what's the third one? There are the fools who hate knowledge. The fools who hate knowledge. So simple scoffers and fools. And what they're doing, sweetie, is they're saying, I don't need that wisdom. I don't need that. And wisdom's saying, yes, you do. You Listen. What you got? You can, they, wisdom can only be seen by those who want to find wisdom. They can only be, wisdom can only be found by people who really want to find her. Now, wisdom is trying to get them. She's like, come follow me. I've got good stuff for you. And they're saying, no, 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 no. Now, let me keep reading here, verse 24. And let's find out what happens to them when they say, I don't need that. Verse 24. She says, because I've called and you refuse to listen, have stretched out my hand and no one has heeded because you've ignored all my counsel and would have none of my reproof, I also will laugh at your calamity. I will mock when terror strikes you, when terror strikes you like a storm and your calamity comes like a whirlwind, when distress and anguish come upon you, then they will call upon me, but I will not answer. They will seek me diligently, but will not find me. Because they hated knowledge and did not choose the fear of the Lord, would have none of my counsel, and despise all my reproof. Therefore, they shall eat the fruit of their way, and have their fill of their own devices. For the simple are killed by their turning away, and the complacency of fools destroys them. But whoever listens to me will dwell secure, and will be at ease without dread of disaster. So, when they don't listen to wisdom, what happens? They'll not find her. They won't. They won't find her. And look at verse 27. Terror, calamity, which is like disaster, mm -hmm. distress. It's like she's at the that street corner and she's saying, a storm is coming, a storm is coming. They're like, ah, I don't see any storms. And all of a sudden, here comes a storm. <laughs> and they're going, oh, I should have listened. And they're being blown away. And she's saying, <laughs> yeah, you should have listened. <laughs> she doesn't mind laughing at us when we don't listen. Now, there's, a, there's something that's hard here, and it's not just hard for you, it's hard for me. 
because wisdom is for everybody. It's not just for young people, it's for everybody. But wisdom corrects us. There's a word that's used here called reproof in verse 25, reproof. Now, reproof is when you're doing something wrong and you need correction. Do you like to be corrected? What do you, what do you feel like when you're being corrected? Someone's in charge. Somebody else is in charge? Yeah. So like if one of your brothers or your sister, yeah. But what about even if mommy and daddy correct you? How do you feel about that? I feel kind of different because I know you're in charge. Okay. So you're learning that if mom and dad correct me, it's really for your good, right? But it still doesn't feel good, right? It doesn't feel good for me either. And so I've got some options. What I can do is I can say, okay, I'll listen and I'll change. Or I can say, no, 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 no. I'm right. I don't need to change. And what's that called when I say, I'm right. I don't need to change. It's really stubborn. I'm being stubborn. I'm being proud. I'm saying, I don't need to do anything different. I'm big. I'm great. Well, what fools and scoffers and simple people forget is verse 29. They forget to choose the fear of the Lord. You know what that means, the fear of the Lord? It means you listen to God and obey Him. Yeah, you listen to God, you obey Him. It also means that you treat Him like He's the big, awesome one. And sometimes we want to treat ourselves like we're big and awesome. And if I'm big and awesome, I don't need to change. But if God's big and awesome, and I treat him like he's great, then I do need to change. Because I do mess up sometimes. You do too, right? So, wisdom is saying, hey, listen! And I'm going, oh, oh, there's a storm coming. Okay. And here's the thing. There's a wonderful promise. Look at verse 33. She says, whoever listens to me will dwell secure. They'll be at ease without dread of disaster. So here comes a storm, and the wise people go, oh, okay. And they'll be safe. So if you listen to wisdom, you'll be safe, right? Like the wise man built his house upon the rock. Yeah. Yeah, Jesus talks about that, doesn't he? Um, you build your life on the rock, Matthew 7. So here with wisdom, if we listen to wisdom, the storms of life won't blow us away. Make sense? What do you think about that? Mom never explained that to me. <laughs> but you, you've been going through Proverbs together, which is really good. How about, how about we pray about that together? Um, because every time we look at Proverbs, we learn something new. Um, how about we pray together about it, and you and I both can learn from this, okay? Father, thank you for Lyndon, and thank you for your word. We all need this wisdom. Please bless us and keep us safe from the storms of life. Help us to change. Help us to be humble and to see where we're wrong, to be willing to admit where we need to turn back to you. Father, help us to listen to correction. It doesn't feel good, but Father, you are the one who's great. You are the one who's true. And, and let it be that you are the rock and the anchor in our lives. We're always coming back to you. Please bless Lyndon and me as we continue to grow. Help us to listen close to you, to pay attention to wisdom. In the name of Jesus, your son, we pray. Amen. And that's it. Thanks for joining uh, Lyndon and me for that discussion in Proverbs chapter 1. Um, 
it's really special for us to be able to talk about that. And I hope that's special for you and your family as you talk about that. Uh, what we're seeing here is that the fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge. And when you start with that most true truth, that God is great, that he's awesome, then you're well on your way to learning wisdom. Wisdom is something that we can choose. We can we can choose to listen to wisdom or we can we can choose to live foolishly. And and wisdom will laugh at us. So question for you is is do you listen? How do you feel about being corrected when you don't do well and someone's trying to tell you or trying to instruct you in doing right? Maybe that's something that you and, and your family can talk through. And parents, maybe some things that you saw here uh, that'd be helpful to you. Uh, let me share a couple of things from this one, from this uh, conversation with Lyndon. First of all, Lyndon is a, uh, she's a young lady in the making. And for me, as a dad of a, uh, who I think is a beautiful little girl, uh, that's a real challenge for me to think through how do I help her? Uh, one minute she's bubbly and energetic and uh, effervescent, and the next is she is uh, quiet and reserved, almost stiff. Um, I got to get in there, and I, I got to be her dad and connect with her, just like we talked before about me connecting uh, with Amos. Six-year-olds are different than eight-year-olds, and an eight-year-old on the cusp of womanhood, it's, it's a challenge. So dads, let me start here by encouraging you to be present in the lives of your daughters. Um, it's super important for little girls to feel that connection with their dads. I'm learning how to show Lyndon affection in a way that she feels because I want her to feel safe to open up with me so that I can teach her wisdom, so that I can guide her and help her. Um, besides all the research that shows just how important it is for dads to connect with their children, God tells us that dads are responsible for nurturing their children, for instructing their children. You can see that in Ephesians chapter 6. And besides a responsibility, it means that God knew that it would be best for dads to teach, to guide, to lead their children. That means little girls too. So while that's not natural for me, uh, I don't really know well how a little girl's mind works. Uh, I need to be there and I need to try hard to connect. And that means a lot of intentional one-on-one -on -one time. I know she needs dad. So I want to encourage you dads to connect with your daughters. And and secondly, let me talk to the moms here. Um, some, sometimes dads are, are working hard to connect with the kids. Uh, sometimes they're not. And experience tells me that sometimes dads aren't even present. Like there's just not a dad around. And so it can feel overwhelming for moms to try to connect with their children all on their own. I hope you heard it. Uh, Lyndon referred to a study that she has with her mom, with my wife, Lindsay. Every week, uh, Lyndon and Lindsay sit down to have a study. Just so happens they're studying Proverbs right now. But that means that she's connecting on multiple levels in the family. Uh, that means that the kids aren't just getting instruction from one direction. They're getting it from a lot of different directions. And that's really important. That, that means that moms, you're helping your children to learn to put their confidence in you. They already put their confidence in you. In fact, uh, you probably feel the weight of that more than anyone. You probably, let's say maybe, uh, get tired of hearing mom all day long. But use that 
use that that uh, that need that a child has for mom and develop that into uh, an opportunity to lead them into spiritual growth. It's not just, mom, I need your help in the bathroom. I need your help in the bedroom. I need your help in the kitchen. But mom, I need your help knowing about God. And they may not ask for it, but use that built-in need to lead them uh, to lean, well, on God but also to lean on dad some. Dad's going to need your help. And so my wife helps me to do that. Uh, she points the kids to me. And then both of us work together to point our children to the father. You've got a really important job, mom. Both of you do, moms and dads, to help your kids to see the father as the one that they're following, as, as the one who will hold their affections. So uh, I hope listening in on that conversation can help you a little bit as, as you lead your kids. Now, next time, uh, we'll be talking with Elijah. He's my uh, 10-year-old son, and uh, he can handle a, a bigger chunk of text and a few more points at a time. So looking forward to that conversation with you.